the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. It is Thanksgiving week. As you're listening to this on Tuesday, that means it's Friendsgiving Day in my house. We're going to watch all of the Thanksgiving Friends episodes in order with people. And this year, I think we are having for our our food, we're going to have pho this year because uh, I guess we can go right it from Thanksgiving into Christmas and fa la 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 la. That'd be good. You might have heard that voice there. That's Paxton Pantry. She's joining us for Thanksgiving because who else would you want to have on a Thanksgiving episode than Paxton Pantry? I can't think of anybody better to talk about Thanksgiving, fall, and food all combined into one thing than this young lady. Welcome to the show once again, my friend. Thank you. And that is all my favorite things. Yes. Well, an elf. And of course. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving things today. Faith found a lot of really cool uh, quotes. Some are uh, are like, oh, that's nice. And some are like, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so I, I really like the one that really stuck out to me right away was one that she sent from uh, Irma Bombeck. And I want to make sure I don't butcher this quote. It says um, in this quote, la, 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 la. Where did it go? Oh, I got to look at that. Hang on. I've, I've got to click on the right thing here. Um, I come from a family where gravy is considered a beverage. And I just thought, man, that is the perfect Thanksgiving quote. That sounds like something that any Paxton could and would say. Uh, so I thought that would be a good way to start off the show. Faith. Um, oh, before we get into the Thanksgiving, I got to give them our word of the week. Do it. I, I, I always try to find a, a special word of the week for Thanksgiving. And our word of the week this week is gourmandize or gourmandize. 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 Do you know what that means? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Gourmandize. It means it is a gourmet chopped up onion that has been gourmandized a special way. I like that. It's close. It's the action of indulging in or being a connoisseur of good eating. Oh, I know that if you are going to be in your house this year, you are going to gourmandize for sure. Uh, and it is uh, it is just a thing that happens. So if you can use gourmandize in your uh, conversations this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. Uh, and because it's Thanksgiving, we're going to give you a bonus too. So 12 bonus points this week for gourmandize. Uh, and just say it to people uh, throughout the day. It'll a it'll super impress them with your awesome knowledge and vocabulary. And b perhaps more importantly, it will annoy them to no <laughs> end as you keep driving this into the ground. So do it as much as you can. It's like voting, people. Do it early and do it often. Uh, so uh, go ahead with uh, the, the gourmandizing as you progress through your day. So faith. Yes. Uh, the word Thanksgiving, somebody says it to you, you see it on a calendar. What's the first thing that jumps into your mind when you see Thanksgiving coming up? It depends on where I see it, because typically if I see it at church or I see it in scripture, I automatically think about a thankful heart. Mm -hmm. And however, 
when we're talking this time of the year and people are talking about Thanksgiving and food, obviously I think of food. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, because you are the consummate gourmandizer and chef. Thank you. Uh, when you think of, of food and Thanksgiving in particular, does your particular mind at this particular time now, does it go to Thanksgiving past foods that you've eaten or this year Thanksgiving, this is what I'm going to make or the anticipation of waiting for people to enjoy your food and being able to watch them enjoy? What's what's the thing that's the the, the initial draw in your mind? Wow, that there that's a loaded question and there's a, a lot in that question. It's like a baked potato. It's a loaded potato for reals um so here's what i will say to you so my process of thinking about thanksgiving begins very early probably earlier than most people like the day after thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) immediately um so i start actually thinking about the menu probably september october okay and i I love when people do like an all new menu. Like they, they don't ever stick to a traditional, like they do all kinds of new things. My daughter Kaylee is a non-traditional Thanksgiving. She doesn't have any kind of Thanksgiving food. So last year we did a German meal for Thanksgiving. We had bratwurst, we had uh, goulash, we had uh, all sorts of different things. Nothing that's what you would call a Thanksgiving food. I I think that that is a lot of fun. It does. Um, I personally, for me, um, like to me, that's a friend's giving. Yeah. Like giving, like I would, I would totally take that risk on like a day before thing, a couple of days before Thanksgiving or a week before Thanksgiving and, and do it that way. For me though, Thanksgiving, you have to have some traditional dishes, but I like to twist them up a little bit. And I like, I like Dan has some very specific favorites. His mom's sweet potato casserole is a must. Okay. We always have to have mashed potatoes and a gallon of gravy because we- It's a beverage. It's a beverage. (laughs) You prefer your gravy cold or hot when you're drinking it? (laughs) Um, So yeah, for like, I was just discussing this with my brother yesterday. He's coming out to town. And so we were discussing and he is 100%. Everything he said was the meal that we had Every year when I was a kid, there was no deviation at the Pippin table for Thanksgiving. First of all, we never had guests for Thanksgiving. It was always my mother, my father, my brother, and myself. That was it at Thanksgiving. We didn't go. People didn't come. We had a turkey. We had scalloped potatoes made with the recipe from the back of a Campbell's soup can. Okay. We had uh, mashed potatoes made from a box of instant mashed potatoes. <laughs> we had green beans from a can. We had candied yams that my uh, parents would make in this big metal electric skillet. And then we'd have a Mrs. Smith's pumpkin pie. Hmm. That was, and then stuffing in the turkey that was stuffed. It wasn't beside the turkey. It was in the, the cavity of the turkey and then gravy made from the drippings of the turkey and that was that was thanksgiving rolls could change i mean you'd have rolls but i remember we had a huge change one time when i was in college and i decided i wanted to have uh, asparagus 
And for some reason, I don't know where it came from. I decided I was going to buy some, I made some hollandaise sauce with a little package of Nor mm. hollandaise sauce. So I did that. And, and that was a thing, but I did it over canned asparagus, which Whoa. as we all know is awful. Yes. And but let me, for old people. when you were a kid and you had that same thing over and over again, did you love it as a kid? Did you like look forward to that as a kid? Were you anticipating it every year? Um, I anticipated Thanksgiving because it meant that there would be football on TV and I wasn't going to be in school. But the day itself, I remember a person, we were going to go on Thanksgiving, the first first Thanksgiving of college. And a lot of my friends came home. And so Thanksgiving, we're calling like, hey, let's go out. And one of our friends like, well, family's here. It's Thanksgiving. And I was like, yeah, so what? You already ate, right? Like at two o'clock. So what? <laughs> let's go. Come on. We're, we're going. And I didn't understand it as a family thing. And it's still, it was, it was the least publicized major holiday in our family. It, it meant the, the smallest. We didn't sit around and say, what do you think? Now my parents would have us dress up. So we'd like wear a sweater or a shirt or something like that, but it was not, um, it wasn't like planes, trains, and automobiles where you'd come in and, you know, the table was all set and everybody's wearing ties and, and it's fancy mm -hmm. like that. It was not anything of the sort. Interesting. And so now it, 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 I, I enjoy Thanksgiving because of a lot of food, but also because of being thankful and the concept of thankfulness has grown in my mind as mm -hmm. I've matured, especially post-incarceration. My thankfulness meter is way different and the things that I'm thankful for and appreciative of uh, is, is a way different spectrum than it used to be. But my brother, it's just to say, we're going to bounce into town. We're going to have this, this, and this. And, and, it was when he ran through it, it was like, all right, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say this, 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 and this. Yeah. Just automatic. Let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. So when you, when you talk about you, since you've been incarcerated and freed and, and now your thankful meter is up and, and you have more to look forward to every year. Do you think that thankfulness is nature versus nurture? Like, do you think that there are some people who are just naturally more thankful and grateful, or do you think that is something that we have to teach ourselves to be? Um, I think that it is like many elections in America where it is 50.1% to 49.9% uh, because I think that, and I think generally speaking, I would lean towards nurture on thankfulness that is something that that teaching and modeling helps to learn those things. However, I think it is easier to teach to a person who has a naturally thankful heart. And I do believe that people have personalities. Some people are optimistic. I tend to be very optimistic. You tend to be very optimistic. Other people tend to be more Eeyores and, and pessimistic and looking at the negative things. So I think for them, it's harder. And um, so I think there's an innate part that we bring to the table, but then it can be, it can be trained by other people. So my brother, he's an Eeyore. We were raised in the same family. He has the same outlook on Thanksgiving. It's a day for some football, some time off of work and some food. Uh, but 
I mean, the first time I brought Bev to the Thanksgiving dinner at my family's house, my brother and my mother got into a fight at the Thanksgiving table. So it wasn't like we're just thankful and lovey. It's just today's a day and this is how we do. So he still maintains that I have changed because I've changed my attitude, but I think I had a, I think my optimistic nature gave fertile ground for those seeds of thankfulness to grow and my understanding and appreciation. Cause my brother's gone through hard times too. And he's, he's gone through loss. And I think loss makes me more thankful. More stuff does not make me more thankful. More stuff makes me an insufferable turd, <laughs> but, but hard times make me thankful for the times that I, the things that I do have. Yeah. So, so I think it's a combination of both. I don't think you can have, I don't think just one can win, but I think you have to have the fertile ground for the nurture to work. Absolutely. I, I think, I think that's true. And I think, like you said, both of us are generally tend to be an optimistic in our personality. Um, and even like during difficult times, it's easy I won't say always easy. I think that there are certain times in my life where depending on what I'm going through and depending on where my life is, I mean, I will say last couple of years have probably been the hardest of my whole entire life. And that doesn't eliminate that it was difficult and that I had sad days. But I will say overall, I was generally, I purposely on purpose chose to be thankful. Right. And it, it uh, uh, goes back, you know, First Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances. I remember clinging to that verse in prison, in jail, mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, I've got to find a way to be thankful here. Yes. And that, and that doesn't mean, I think sometimes people look at that and say, oh, that means I have to be thankful that I broke my leg. Oh, I have to be thankful. Don't be thankful for ungrateful. Difficult circumstance. Be thankful in the circumstance. Find the thing to be thankful for. And I know that everything that I, every difficulty that I face is an opportunity to become better. Yeah. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to overcome. It's an opportunity to beat the enemy. Say, you missed me. You, you, I could feel you. You grabbed me by the heel and I stumbled. But, you know, my teammate's Jesus and he picked me back up. And I'm not always. It's not like, you know, the world is crashing down around my shoulders and I'm, you know, out there twirling on yeah. light posts, singing, singing in the rain. I, I, it's not that. That's and correct. one of my favorite songs is the Mercy Me song. We did it uh, a week or so ago as the song of the week, Bring the Rain. And he, and he says, you know, uh, it's never really ever crossed my mind to question you. And I'm like, yeah, it has. I mm. can't, I can't attest that it's, it's constant. It crossed my mind to say what, on earth is happening. Why me? Why again? When will this stop? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. but I can be thank I I can look back and say I am thankful that I went to jail because if I hadn't gone to jail, I would have kept on running amok and I wouldn't be in the situation of peace and joy that I'm in now. I did not have peace. I had a lot of smiles, a lot of stuff, a lot of fun before I went to jail. I didn't have peace. I couldn't get to sleep at night. But now I've got peace. Um I don't necessarily know you know, where all the money's going to come from for next month's bills, but I got peace. Yeah. I had all the money for next month's bills and no peace. So it's an easy trade-off for me. So I'm thankful that I've gone through that, that I've made it through that. Those circumstances were hard, but um, it's, uh, it, it is. It's thankful in the circumstances, not for the circumstances. 
Right. I, I totally agree with that. And I, and I will say this, that even though I have an optimistic personality, and even though even in very difficult times, I can be thankful. And um, that doesn't mean every single circumstance, I am thankful. Yes. And that, that there are many times when I have to force myself and say, like, I like I can feel I will say I've been blessed in that I don't feel like I've ever had to. Um, I've never suffered from depression. Does that mean I've never been sad? No. But I can honestly say I have never been the person who can't get out of bed in the morning. I've never been the person who feels overwhelmed by the stresses of my life. And I know that there are lots of people out there that they suffer with that. And then that's a, a real thing for them. But in saying that, it, that's why I say it does sometimes make it easier for me to find thankfulness in the midst of circumstances but I want to say that every circumstance, I do not always find that thankfulness, that I have to make myself be thankful. And there are certain things I've learned to do along the way to help um, I, to help me um, get into that mode of thankfulness. For instance, when I feel sad or when I feel depressed and I feel that more than one day, um, or two days or three days, or it's ongoing and I notice a pattern, I start to think, okay, now I have to think about why I'm happy. Like, mm. yes, but praise the Lord, he's still alive. Yes, money is tight. Praise God that he, thank you, Lord, that you have given us people who have supplied us money and provided me a way to work despite the fact that I had to quit my job. And so then I have to start, I make myself focus and change mind on how I'm thinking. Right, right. And it's, it's like, I think thankfulness is like love. It's an action word. It's something that I have to pursue. I'm not just it. I, because my, my nature has a tendency to be unsatisfied, to want more, to go looking. And so I have to be conscientious about being thankful. And, and I don't, I don't always, you know, find the way um, to be there. Sometimes I do, but, but I don't always get there. And, and we'll talk more about that later, but I see we're, 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 we're well, I, I misread the time because we started the clock before we started the show, but we're still at the point where we should get into a song of the week, because I know these people at some point, they want to start cooking pies. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do the song of the week. And I, I, I asked Faith if she had a song and she wanted to do a song, which I think is a perfect song. It's a song by Colton, this Colton Dixon called build a boat. But I think for Thanksgiving, we're going to call it build a gravy boat. Uh, Amen. So have, here is uh, about 90 seconds of Colton Dixon with build a boat. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to talk more about thankfulness and Thanksgiving and have a great quote from Kevin James as well. So here's Colton Dixon with Build a Boat.
All right, there you go. Colton Dixon, Building a Boat. Faith, you said this is your new favorite right now, your current favorite. What is up with this song for you? Tell me about uh, what it, what goes on with this song for you. First of all, don't you just love that it's so like upbeat and like fun? I just love this song. I love it. it. Very. It is very, uh, yes. And I love the concept of it. the first time I heard it, I was like not paying close attention. And then it got to the chorus. I'm like, oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. So my one of my favorite things is like what really connected me to the song is just exactly what we're talking about, being thankful and and our mindset. And, you know, the whole chorus is go ahead and, and build a boat. I'll build a boat in a desert place. Now, listen, you know, and I know from previous experience in the desert, you don't get rain. No, you don't. You don't see a lot of rain. I mean, every now and then, but you really don't get that much rain in the desert. It's we get when when rain happens in the desert, people come out and look at the rain. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rarity. Yes. <laughs> and so I love the concept of, you know, almost like I get immediately the picture of Noah and the ark. And, you know, there had never been rain on the earth when God told Noah to build an ark. They didn't ever have, they never saw a boat. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, he could not understand. I am certain what it was for, but he was just faithful to God and he knew God would be faithful to him. And so he went ahead and he built a boat knowing God was going to provide, knowing God is going to do what God is going to do. And so this song is, like, I love it because it's one of those songs that helps me to think about my attitude, my heart. Where am I? Like, am I saying, woe is me? My life is difficult. And I will tell you, my life is difficult. <laughs> and sometimes I do feel bad. And sometimes I do get down on myself. And sometimes I do think, uh, nobody's had it harder than me. Yeah. But, you know, I can get in that mindset. And this song is one of those songs that, Reminds me, faith, build a boat because God is going to bring the rain. Start piling on those blessings. Start thinking about what you're thankful for. Start like build that boat, faith, and God will bring the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, the ability to do that is tricky i try to i try to start storing up lumber and nails and tools and stuff in the good times because once it started raining for me it's too late for me to get the boat built but if i've got the tools and the supplies there i don't build it before it rains but then when it starts raining then i'm much more apt to be able to build that boat <clears throat> excuse me when i see the need for it 
And so I try to have like thankfulness lists and prepare myself in the good time because I can look in the good times and say, this is why I'm thankful that I was able to go to jail. This is what the blessing was. But when I'm there, I'm not like, you know, what's the blessing of, of, you know, having 14 debt collectors calling me every day. And when we were going through that, after I got home, you know, there were, you know, a period of five, six, seven years where, you know, we just kept the phone unplugged because we knew it was going to be bill collectors and we didn't have the money. And I remember having a very specific conversation with a bill collector. And I said, look, there's about eight of you calling me. I've got enough money to pay about six of you. So the only question I have is which six get it. So if you keep harassing me, you're going to be number seven and eight. So if you want your money, just stop harassing me and I'll do what I can. But I, I just knew that was the, the deal. And that was discouraging. And it was, I was not able to look and say, I'm so happy, you know, <laughs> for this. But now I look at it and say, okay, that taught me the lessons about finances that I needed to learn. And that taught me about taking care of, of what I had and, and working hard and, and dealing with things. And so I was able to pull things out, but, but not in the middle of it. So, so I need to have it, you know, beforehand. Noah didn't, he didn't start building at the first drop of rain. He didn't start collecting animals at the first drop of rain. And let me tell you this, collecting animals, he had to have somewhere to keep those animals. You know, if he's bringing them on, he's got to have a place to keep them. So not only did he build a boat, he was building pins. He was taking care of these critters. He didn't go out that day and like, oh, zebra, ah, oh, crud, where's the ocelot? You know, he he had to go, he had to have them already. Had to have, had to have. Yeah. And here too, also, if you build the boat prior to the rain, so much easier to get in the boat once it's finished and sail. Yes. You yes. know, like it's a lot smoother. If you don't, if you don't work on building that boat prior to the rain, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. Now here's, I'm going to twist it on you a little bit. If you build it too soon, it will dry up and you'll have gaps. And so you'll get leaks in your boat. Just like we have a, 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 a whiskey barrel planter. And if I don't keep it a certain amount of moisture in it, the, the, the wood dries up and it shrinks mm -hmm. and then there's gaps. And so the next time I water, soil leaks out and, and water. And so I've got to keep it. So you want to make it, you know, if you build something now and say, well, I'll have this boat and I'll just use it 20 years from now. And you got to, you got to keep working on it and keep that boat fresh and keep your mind on what God's going to be bringing. What I'm saying is don't build something now and then just forget about it. No. Build your faith now, forget about it. And like, all right, I've got this if I need it, but I'm not going to use it now. I would like to know who though, can go 20 years without having any problems. I'd like to meet that person. <sighs> I would say Jesus, but he didn't, you know, because he's having problems as a teenager. And then his thirties were a little rocky. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a long time to go. Oh, that's a, that's a, 20 I want to days. Be 20 days can be a long time to go. Amen, brother. You know, so yeah. So uh, back to our Thanksgiving. And and I do, by the way, I love the fact that it's build a gravy boat. Um, that's <laughs> an amazing thing. One of my favorite giveaways for the LA Kings through the years, and I didn't get this giveaway. I was supposed to get this and, and it never came to me, but they had a uh, a Zamboni gravy boat uh, for LA Kings. And so it was a Zamboni, the little ice cleaning machine and it was a gravy boat. I thought, that's perfect. I love that, but never got it. So anyhow, um, so I, I told the people we were going to come back and we were going to have a, um, a quote from, uh, uh, Kevin. 
Kevin James, and I'm trying to find where I put that quote now. I've got to find my my notes. It's a good quote. Notes. Oh, it was here's where it was. I I, I did it here. Boom, 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 boom. Here it is. And it says, Thanksgiving, man, not a good day to be my pants. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That is really, really true. Uh, because you know, <laughs> you need those those stretchy pants to mm -hmm. get elastic waist, baby, all the way. Yeah. Um, but the one that really also kind of grabs me, um, and and Faith found that there's tons of lists out there. We're reading from uh, Town and Country a list of of quotes, but there's one from Henry David Thoreau. I'm grateful for what I am and have. My Thanksgiving is perpetual. That's the goal, I think. Yeah, uh, is that perpetual Thanksgiving to to constantly be in a state where I can be thankful for stuff. Uh, because if I'm thankful for what I have, I will also be thankful for what I get. If I'm not thankful for what I've got now, when I Amen. get new stuff, I won't be thankful for that either. That's right. And that was my life for a long time, chasing that next thing. And I was yeah. miserable. I was absolutely miserable. And it, and it teaches us that Thanksgiving isn't a once a day, once a year thing. Like truly Thanksgiving, you know, what's who, what is the quote that says, we should keep it in our heart, but it was, they're not talking about Thanksgiving. I think they're talking about Christmas. Yeah. Oh, well, but, you know, and it's funny because you sent me a couple other ones. I see you sent one from uh, Frank Clark. It says, if a fellow isn't thankful for what he's got, he isn't likely to be thankful for what he's going to get. So amen to that. And, and then gratitude helps us see what there is, what is there instead of what isn't. Um, yeah. It, you know, I think the thing I struggle with the most in my life is um, feeling content. Mm. And, and that's where my biggest struggle is, is just in contentment. And I can do it when I'm sitting like uh, we, I was sitting and watching TV yesterday with Bev and I'm cheap. So my, my heater is on, but it's set at like, you know, 52. Um, so if it gets below 52 in the house, it'll come on. Uh, but otherwise it's like, you know, find a blanket. And so my dear sweet wife is sitting in the chair and she's all, you know, got her legs curled up and she's under a blanket. And I just look at her, I see the side of her face and I just, I was like, so content. I just went over and gave her a little kiss on the cheek. I was like, sweetie, I love you. And you know, you were content seeing your wife freezing cold. Freezing. It made me feel so gloriously happy to know that she was, <laughs> no, just, but I was, I was happy just in the life that I've got um, and, and the wife that I have and, and knowing that, you know, that's what I have. And, and I can get those, those moments. If I just stop, if I'm constantly running for the next thing, I don't see what it is. Yeah. I think there's definitely something about chasing the next thing that makes us um, ungrateful. Yeah. You know, Sometimes the when we're not content, it just means that we're not grateful for what we have in front of us. We're not grateful. For I would I would agree with that statement one hundred percent, except for the fact of the word sometimes. Yeah, all the time. I would say yeah. It 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 just I can't think of a time where it's not. And yeah. um, yeah, and it it when I'm content with what I have, it makes it I think it makes it easier for me to be generous. 
Abs- oh, absolutely. And to be able to bless someone else. And that's, I mean, that's why we go to the prison, Bev and I, it's, we're selfish. We love the feeling of love that we get from those inmates. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was talking to, I was one of my grandsons or someone, but I was, was talking about the fact that some of my most cherished relationships right now are with murderers and, and people that I know have taken another human being's life. And I will go in and we went uh, the other day, there were uh, 14 people in class that night. Every one of them, we left the class with a hug and looking each other in the eyes like, I love you, man. And it wasn't just like, love you, bro hug. It was a grasp and a, a genuine, I appreciate the fact that you're here with me doing this. I love that. And and it was it was different than just the casual blow off, you know, that sometimes it, it happens with love. Now, I, I was in Starbucks today and girl was done with her shift and she's walking out. Okay, love you guys. And just walked out. And it just, I've never said I love you over my shoulder to someone. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to look at them and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it's, you know, that's, that's where I can get my gratitude and, and be, be generous afterwards because I do have gratitude. Yeah. And when we really, when you focus on the character of God and just like that song, going back to the song, build a boat, when we, you know, we're going to build a boat because we recognize God is going to bring good things to us. We, we can be generous with our time. We can be generous with our finances. We can be generous with our hospitality because we know that God is going to take care of us. He's going to fill us. He's going to fill me with peace. He's going to fill me with goodness just that I can spread to other people. But when I hoard things and I'm uncontent and I just keep everything focused on me, I'm not going to get that fulfillment of being able to give back out to people. And it's such a, there's such a release when yeah. we can be generous with other people. There's such a release in our spirit. Yeah, and it, it's so miserable when you don't. I mean, I see people who don't want to do that. And there's just, they're miserable people to be around. They're miserable with themselves. Uh, I was having a conversation today with um, a family member and they've got like a trash can that they keep like leaves and stuff in that they'll pick up or trash. And it's just like a little, you know, trash can. And they've got a stick in that trash can. It's just a stick. Um, not like a branch off a tree, but like a broken broomstick or something like that. That's, I don't know. And they were telling me, yeah, the neighbor kids took my stick. Someone took my stick. I saw the neighbor. Kid. And it's like, they're so worried that some, you know, some kid might've come up to the house and stolen an old broomstick. Like, yeah, that's what happened. I told her, I said, I'll, I'll get the FBI on it. I know that this is a major crime that needs to be solved. And there's just no joy in that kind of living to always be looking who's taken from me instead of who can I give to? And this person is blessed. They have got, you know, stuff yeah. coming out of their ears. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's nutty. We just took a walk. Yeah, that, we was, did. that was amazing. Yeah, that was, that was fun, huh? little trip around the around the room completely completely uh so faith um aside from cooking i'm going to take cooking away from you and that includes feeding people okay so i'm stealing cooking and feeding from you okay what are you looking forward to this thanksgiving the most the most i'm i'm looking forward to is 
my husband. Like just that I have my husband's health back. Like his memory is so much better than it was this time last year. You know, this time last year, he was just getting out of uh, having a liver transplant. So Mm -hmm. he was still pretty loopy from all the meds and um, he was on a lot of meds at the time. (laughs) And um, after liver transplant was so much harder than I expected it to be. Mm. Um, So this time last year, I was dealing with Dan just brand new out of liver transplant, which was not at all what I had expected it to be. I kind of thought once he got the liver transplant, everything was just going to go back to normal immediately. It, well, it that's really- because you were basking in Hawaii after the liver transplant. And, and I was actually there taking care of all the hard stuff. No, we were that. There- not that I'm not <laughs> thankful for my time with Dan or thankful that you got to go to Hawaii and I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but no, really just like, I feel like I have my husband back Mm. and I'm so grateful and amazed. I'm really in awe of all that God did Yeah, through through that process. Yeah. And, and um, I'm, I'm thinking about the same question for me. And one of the things that I've got a little trepidation with is this year, my brother's coming out from Arizona to my mom's house and uh, we've got our family here in town and my brother still has not gotten over the fact that the reason I went to jail was because I broke the law. He thinks mm. the reason I went to jail is because people turned me in. And so he holds a grudge against people in the family who turned me in. And so it's going to be interesting seeing how that all plays out together with Thanksgiving. Um, uh eating with all of us together. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. So, um, anyhow, uh, Thanksgiving is going to be fun. I know it will be fun. There's going to be food. There's gonna be football. We're doing our friends giving tonight as you guys are listening to this, maybe. <laughs> and I hope that your Thanksgiving is fun. What I'd like to see dear listeners, I'd like to see pictures of a, your Thanksgiving crowd oh. and B your Thanksgiving feast, either before or during or after the mayhem happens um, and just see what you got going there. Put it on our Facebook or our Instagram with hashtag Thanksgiving mess. And um, I mess. I, I make a mess in the kitchen. Yeah. So um, put that up so we can look and, and it'd be a great way for us to spend time together as a messed up ministries family as well. Um, Before we go, I want to remind you that we are looking for people to join us in our Nehemiah project to rebuild the walls of the Messed Up Ministries building in Ridgecrest. We are still in escrow right now as we speak. We've uh, signed some papers and done some things, uh, and it's getting close. But we're going to need people to join us for the Nehemiah project to rebuild the walls just like Nehemiah rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. So if you're interested in helping out with that or just helping the ministry in general, you can send the word mum, text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA to help rebuild those walls in our building and to send us in the walls of the prisons in California. And we appreciate all of your your prayerful uh, and generous donations to us. It's all tax deductible. So if you're looking for a year in tax uh, opportunity, we'll take that as well. 
so thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, Faith, what's the first thing you're going to bite into for Thanksgiving meal? Uh, turkey. All right, I'm going to get a little turkey my own self uh, and some, I know this is going to kill you, canned cranberry sauce with the lines in the gel canberry. Yep, yep. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, my dear. Have a beautiful Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we will see you next time you mess it up. See ya. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Hey, do you want to hear something weird? Okay.